Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. I'm watching Mac Jones, young kid, right? Early 20s. Barking last couple of weeks, yelling. And I think to myself, yeah, I can't blame him. I have sympathy for Mac Jones. I was very lucky. When you're starting out in your career, and he's obviously a very driven kid, right? You get one chance to be the guy in this league. Drew Brees is an outlier. You get one shot. I was lucky. I had great bosses and great support. I was very lucky. But I would be bitter at 24 years old if my companies were pulling me backwards. Mac Jones's regression is not a reflection on Mac Jones. It is a reality check on where the Patriots are as a franchise. Oh, God. Second hour of WEEI. It's KJ, 617-779-7937. Text line 379-3737. It's Colin Cowherd on Fox saying... What I think people are trying to do, you know, hey, if I get on the pro-Mac side, I can then reveal my anti-Belichick bias. That's what's going on. That's coming in three minutes. Right now, let's go to John, who's in the car waiting, wants to talk to me about something I said regarding the Celtics. John, thank you so much for calling late night. You're on the air. KJ, how's it going? Good, man. Hey, uh, listen, I just got to, I was listening to the Celtics talk. I just got to kind of correct you a little bit here. Uh, number if, one, if it, was, correct, it was a six- right. It was a six-game uh, road trip, and they went four and two. So it wasn't like they split it. So no, no, I no. I said on the west coast, the- on the west coast portion of it, they played four games: Golden State, Clippers, Lakers, uh, okay. and Phoenix. My, on the west my, my, coast my portion, of it. on the on the west coast. You're to, for to one be already. fair, it was it was it was a six-game road trip that they were on, though that they went four and two on, and that was the last game. So now we'll get into some actual stats. That I mean, maybe you can look up Mass Live. You can look up, up the NBA stuff. The Celtics got a terrible defensive start for t- the season, and then in November things started to pick up. They they went from uh, the bottom of the league to 16th. The last 15 games. They're first offensively, and they're sixth defensively currently. So, KJ, to look at one game at John, the end of a uh, John, four the Celtics game, are 13th. Uh, four, sorry, one, one they are thirteen. Their opponents are 13th out of 30th, out of 30 in terms of scoring. Last year, the Celtics were averaging 104 a game, giving up. This year, 112. That is a three, that's a three-possession difference. 
KJ, you don't think you don't KJ, think three I, possessions would have made a difference in that second in that third quarter where you shut that game down? In other words, I, the defense is not I there wish, the way I it was last year. Eighty-two and zero and blow every team out too. But, but if you want to ignore the fact saying, that I'm just, I'm just saying over the past, it's really cool the that they're scoring the one twenty a year, one twenty a game. But it's not cool that they're giving up one twelve a game. That's not that's okay, not going to fly. Okay, offense is completely up because it's the beginning of the year, KJ. That's what happens from the first two months of the season. Like, nobody plays defense. That's how the NBA goes. Look, now, 120 is 120. Was, it never jumped to 120 last at, year. Excuse me. Uh, right, that was last year, KJ. Have you looked at Where this they year? were the number one defensive team the in the league. Have you, looked at the, have you looked at the rest of the NBA? Have Wait, you looked at the rest of the NBA? I'm looking KJ, at the Celtics. Are the Celtics, are, were, were the Celtics the number nice. one defensive team last year, yes or no? Yes, and they is got the, off to a terrible okay. start this year. They got off they, to a terrible wait, they got start. Off to a terrible, year, now they're ninth. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Yeah, they got off to a terrible start this year. Yet they're the best team in the NBA. I'll tell you when I'm wrong, but by God, day. If you're giving up 112 a game, and last year you were giving up 104 a game, your defense has not gotten better. Now I think there's this desire to allow the guys to play a little looser. They probably want to play more of their style. They've got an interim coach. But you can't give up 32 points to the Lakers in the third quarter and ex- after you've been running ruck shot on them? No. I don't know. I, I, I've been to several math class, and I've learned that 112 is more than 104. And the city say nobody plays defense in the, in the beginning of the year. Well, then you might as well say nobody plays offense in the beginning of the year. I mean, it goes both ways. It goes both ways. All right, back to football. When you heard Colin Cowherd saying, yeah, I I understand where Mac Jones is. I, I get what he's saying. I, I would be mad too because what he's going through is indicative of management. There's been so many people across the country who have just been waiting for a moment to try and go out of go at Belichick, whether it be by proxy or directly. This one's a by proxy, right? Because let's call it what it is. Josh McDaniels went to Vegas. Mac Jones' first year last year with Josh McDaniels. So automatically, no matter who the new coordinator was going to be, it was going to be something new for Mac Jones. The question was, who could that person be? Well, some people are like, well, maybe Bill O'Brien, but, you know, Saban wasn't going to let him go. They were starting their season in Alabama. So Bill had to choose what was in front of him. Now, was it a good choice? No. But it's his choice. And I thought at some point he would step in and start calling the plays if that's what it took because he's got great defensive support. I mean, like, like, like if Bill Belichick said, you know what, I can't handle the defense this week in the planning, do you think it goes... You think it goes out the window? No. There's all the strength with the with, with, with Belichick's teams lie on the defensive side of the ball. And if Belichick took over the play calling on offense, I would feel like, hey, look, you would get better results from Belichick calling offensive plays, being the offensive coordinator, de facto offensive coordinator, which he says, you know, at the end of the day, he oversees everything. You would probably get a better result and a better understanding between Mac Jones and and really his coaches, right? I think that's where the disconnect is, is where 
it's almost like let's just say you're you have a, your your dad gets married to a younger woman and she becomes your stepmother and she's only like you know seven or ten years older than you. Like, she really can't tell you about what you need to do with your life. You guys are not that far off in age, and probably Mac Jones feels that way in terms of the information and acumen that he got from Josh McDaniels last year, and then what he's hearing from a, a really bad version of Jeff, uh, the Dumb and Dumber. So I think Bill just put himself in a pickle where it's like, hey, I have these things over here to do, but I think Bill probably should better trust himself. It's, at this point, it's too late. And at the same time, the team has a winning record. But I can't see how Patricia is gone from this job next year because the Patriots have a winning record. Harry, I took care of it. <laughs> see, yeah. Yeah, I just when I when I when I see Judge and Patricia looking at the play sheet together in that Monday night game and they fail to get the call in, I was just kind of like, you know, like, yeah, you know, like here comes like which one is Jim Carrey? I would say that Patricia would be the Jim Carrey character. And what is the other one's name is Bridges? Something is it I know it's not Jeff Bridges. Is it Jeff Bridges? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Bridges. That would be the Joe Judge character when when it comes to this offense. And when I saw this coming, I said, you know, look, first signs of disaster. Belichick probably needs to take this over and revert those guys back to coaches. So Joe Judge. (laughs) I don't want to go too deep on the dumb and dumber with these two guys. because Well, just the driver is all the Patriots fans right now. Like, guys, guys, guys. Right. So so with, with, with the Joe Judge and Patricia situation. If, if Belichick said, you know what, I am the offensive coordinator and I will be calling the plays, then it would allow Patricia to really concentrate on coaching up that offensive line and figuring out and getting real, real intel of saying, this is who can get it done, this is what we need, this is what we are lacking, so forth, and I'm the coach and I take full responsibility for that. And Joe Judge can be, hey, I'm the quarterback coach, I'm constantly in contact with Mac, we're really discussing these different things, and so forth. The only thing is that Belichick wouldn't hand over the game plan or have them game plan that stuff. Even Now, that is too late in the game, right? Because especially if you're now playing for position and you have some serious competition coming up ahead, and we'll get into the Raiders here next, is you just can't suddenly turn around and say, all right, well, give me the sheet now. You know, like you, you, you don't even have a room for like a week of pouting. <laughs> I took it away from me. But I think I, I because then there would be no one who could say, well, Bill, why don't you go get somebody to help you with the offense? But by leaving it in Patricia and Joe's hands. Like, hey, Bill, can you can you annex this? Can you kind of pull a little Eastern block move here and just kind of take it over? The defense saved that the defense. I said this last night, the defense saved, a, prevented a, a divorce from happening on television because it was getting ugly. And that's what everybody was going to hang on to. That's what Cowherd was going to hang on to. Yeah, I'd, I'd, if I'm 24, I'd be upset too if, you know, I felt like they weren't giving me what I needed to give me. Yeah, Mike also did go 15th, right? So if the Patriots didn't get Mac Jones, Mac Jones probably in the second round. And it's a different story. 617-779-7937, text line 37937, KJ, late night, WEEI, 
All right, we'll talk more Patriots next, but right now it's time to trend with Joe Braverman. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. New England makes me so angry. It really does. It makes me so... It, it, it very much so falls in line of the things I just kind of referenced about Dallas. You know, New England is so dependent on what is, in, in reality, average players having elite execution. And that's unfair to ask, in my opinion, of players from coaches. I, I don't think this is rocket science either. I don't think this is like, oh my gosh, how smart. You, they live in shotgun and they, they're not good at it. You know, everyone continues to say, oh my, my goodness, with the drop off, of course, you know, like you have guys that might be good coaches or special teams and might be good defensive minds designing offense and calling it in ways that it's just so difficult to comprehend. And the fact that it hasn't changed, I feel bad for Mac Jones. I said this last week, if I was Mac Jones in this offseason, they don't bring a person in that actually has done this and relatively at a high level, I would ask to be traded. Late night, WEEI, KJ here, 617-779-7937, text line 37937. That's ESPN's Dan Orlovsky saying, look, the Patriots got to stop doing the kind of thrift shopping when it comes to talent expecting major things, you know. And there's nothing wrong with thrift shopping. I've, I've, I've found some really good stuff, but I will admit to you, there's a few pieces of electronics that I just could not fix, but thankfully I didn't pay a whole lot of money for them. All right, let's go to Chuck. Okay, Chuck just left. Okay, no worries. Look, something's going to have to be addressed moving forward, obviously, in terms of what the fan base, the league, other players, other teams have seen in terms of what this new Patriot way kind of starts is starting to look like. Like, the new way... Maybe do your job, but we're not really going to pay a high-quality person to do that job. Don't get me wrong. Like, could Nelson Aguilar catch more passes than I could? Absolutely. So but are you same- telling me, KJ, that they will not? Burn them! <laughs> <laughs> is- it's such a good cut. It's got to be. I yeah. At every moment, I try this, it. This may get archived, archived as the Pay the Man episode, right? Where, look, you get what you get. And so... And here's where I think it's kind of clever from a management standpoint. If you have a fan base that gets caught up in believing that certain, you know, you, there's no way you would pay that much money for whatever athlete, baseball, football, basketball. There's no way I'd pay that much money. You might say, 
okay, then I won't pay that much money. Right? Because after Albert Hainsworth happened, right? When 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 Albert Hainsworth happened, that was kind of like, okay, everybody knows he's got big money and he did the absolute worst thing one can do when they have a bunch of money. Do absolutely nothing and embarrass the mastermind. And since then, I think, and, and keep in mind, Randy Moss was one of those deals like Randy Moss is like, if you just give me a hot sandwich and get me out of Oakland, I'm yours. You know, Randy Moss literally is in the Hall of Fame now because of what he did when he came to the Patriots. Now, granted, don't get me wrong, his, his Minnesota stuff was amazing, but the Oakland stuff was going to have him start looking like Michael Crabtree after a while. <laughs> like, oh, man, remember that guy who just lost all of his faith? So there's the antithesis of that, where it's like, here, here's a high-priced guy or a guy who who, who has a high value um, in the fold in a way that most guys would like, pay me the money for it. 617-779-7937. All right, we got Chuck in Plymouth. We had some technical difficulties on our end. All right, Chuck, thanks so much for calling Late Night with KJ. Um, hey, thanks for taking the call. You know, back when you said about the whole uh, step stepmother or stepfather, Josh yeah. McDaniels is 46 and Mac Jones is 23. Right. He's twice his age. And, I mean, I can understand where, the, you know, where that happens. But overall, I think in regards to what's going on with the Patriots, I, I, I really think that what's going to happen is They've got to break it down and say, you can't have Matt Patricia, who, you know, he's a defensive wizard. No, yeah, every Super Bowl they won was by three points while he was there. Maybe one of them was by six or ten. Yeah. But, they, I mean, they got to find out what's going on. they got to give him some weapons. If they want him to do the dink and dunk that Brady did, they got to give him something besides what they got. And I just think it's atrocious. So Chuck, let me ask you what what do you how do you think weapons get here? What does Belichick really have to do? Because I think you know the answer, and it's been the theme of the show, Joe. He's got to That's right. Yeah, Chuck. I think overall that they they just they need to go ahead and spend some money. And I mean, yeah. you were lucky with Welker, you were lucky with Woodhead, you're lucky with the guys that came in that got it done. They're going to spend money and get some quality guys in here. Yeah, Chuck, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Yeah, you, you know, at what point does your luck run out, right? Like like you said, with the Welkers, with the Amendolas, you know, with the Edelmans, you know, where you're like, hey, I find these gems in the sixth round. Now you know what you're finding in the sixth round? <laughs> Nothing. Like, I don't even know what you would find in the sixth round that's available, like punters, kickers. Special teams, offensive linemen. I, I don't know, you know. But I, you know. But then you see someone like Brock Purdy out there who's mystery relevant. Oh my God! Now Bill's going to be super excited as for the pick right before mystery relevant. Now, like suddenly, this guy can, this guy's going to be our starting left tackle. Yeah, he's kind of hoping Brock Purdy does not do well the rest of the year because he's going to be like, I can use that spot for something. Right. Exactly. Like, can we extend the draft to another round just so I can get my mojo back? Because you know, like that's. Look, you know, sometimes our, our reputation, you might hear the saying, our, our, our reputations precede us. So if you've got Tom Brady in the sixth round and Welker in the seventh, and I mean, Elderman in the seventh, and Welker kind of a reclamation project for Miami, and Amendola, who's pretty much just a guy who could just call fair catch on punches, punts to a, to a decent receiver. You know, this these different pieces where 
you get that reputation like, well, I can be thrifty on offense because defense is my calling card. Now, I think it's totally different how you can coach someone up on defense. J.C. Jackson's a great example. Forget that he's injured. But there's a guy that goes undrafted, but it's like, you know what? If I get into the right situation, I'm not going to be looked at as the undrafted guy. I think Belichick does that on defense, but when it comes to offense, there's a reason why they it's called skill players, right? Like the skill opportunities may tend to diminish as you wait longer. Or if you overprice something with Cole Strange, and that could turn around. But I think ultimately, if if you know that you're not going to pay a lot for a one receiver, you did pay for tight ends. That hasn't really worked out. And I thought that was the best move that possibly you could possibly. I was like, that's typical Belichick right there. Go get two quality tight ends, right? And just run what you were running with Gronk and Hernandez, right? Where you, those, I mean, granted, one did, but still, one of them is on their way to the Hall of Fame. And both of them could have been if they, you know, if everything had worked out in a, in a, in a civil manner. So, I was like, that's the right move because even if it was Cam Newton for a little bit and you know the guy can't really throw the ball more than 15 yards, it's like, okay, tight end left, tight end right. I can run it myself and I've got running backs behind me. Okay, it might look a little you know, four in a cloud of dust football, but the ball will move. But now you have these tight ends and they've barely been used. And you're like, well, wait a minute. You, you kind of paid a premium on these guys. And then you got Aguilar. And I, and I still remember this with Aguilar. Like when he signed his deal, Curtis Samuel for the Commanders signed for like fifty thousand dollars more than Aguilar. We was probably like thinking like he the highest right now. Oh man, I can get, just give me fifty thousand more and I'll be better than that. And and so, you know, some questionable purchases, if you will, in terms of contracts for skill players. The Devontae Parker situation. I mean. We were hoping that the you know like at the beginning of the year, it's like yeah, but if he stays healthy, I'm thinking this is football. This isn't this isn't the PGA. You know, if you've been hurt in this game, there's a high probability you will get hurt again. I had an uncle that played for the Cowboys years ago. Said his healthiest day was the day before he stepped on a pro field. <laughs> it never got better. Never got better. And so when you're getting these damaged parts. And they break down at key points of the season or break down, period. It just kind of puts things going in backwards motion. So if, I've, if I'm putting myself in Bill's GMC, right, and say, okay, I don't want to pay for receivers because I believe, you know, either it's going to be the highest of quality. That's why so many people were so excited to see the Arizona Cardinals hard knocks film portion where he's having a conversation with DeAndre Hopkins. And, yeah, he's not recruiting him. That's That's all our wishful thinking. Because he could turn around and say, "Well, you know, can you get? Will I be able to catch the ball in time? You know." <laughs> and plus, if if Bill really wanted to coach him up, he's like, "Hey, man, you got to tuck that ball away. You just can't be holding out there like you know, like it's a yo-yo." Bill would not go for that. But again, for the fan base, you're like, "Man, DeAndre Hopkins in a second would take everything would change." No, because there's still other holes, right? If if there's an offensive line that can't keep the quarterback upright, how effective really is DeAndre Hopkins going to be? You've got to address what's going on with Damian Harris. Man, thank God for Strong, Pierre Strong, and, and Kevin Harris. Those guys like like, hey, this is our chance. And together they rushed for about 100 yards combined. And Strong changed the narrative because the only thing we knew Pierre from was running into the punter against Minnesota. Right. And, and, and well, he, the other part of that is, is the running game was such a big part of the success of the Patriots last year. 
like number two in rushing touchdowns, averaged like 168 game, 168 yards of, of rushing per game. So you're saying like if 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 Harris had 100, Mondre Stevens probably had 60. So you you have that going on. There's no rest for the for the tired arms of the defense. There was just that ability to wear down the defense. Now there's no real ability to wear down the defense. And the offensive line is really the genesis of like where things start, right? If you have no offensive line, you have no chance. That's why the quick game, while it doesn't suck, it keeps you upright. It prevents fumbles. It prevents sacks. It prevents maybe a second high ankle sprain. It's really to protect Mac. I, don't, I mean, look, I'm not saying that the guy doesn't have the talent to get the ball down the field. It's just that his bad decisions have come when the ball has gone down the field. Deep, for the most part. But I give it to Mac. Outside of the fumble that happened, you know the strip, the strip fumble, or the one that went straight up in the air, the interception, the uh, the yeah, the interception where his arm was hit, those things are going to happen. And I will still say, over the last three games, there have been no issues out of Mac Jones in terms of his play decision making. That hasn't been a problem. What about the fumbles though? Because remember, there was the fumble on the third snap against Buffalo, and then I think they were doing the two minute drill. They stopped Arizona on fourth down, and then I think they like just got into Folk's field goal range. Boom, yeah. another fumble, but luckily he recovered it. Yeah, the decision-making, but what was going on before was the decision-making and the turnovers, right? So if you still had a – if let's just say Mac was averaging one, two turnovers each game, then I would say nothing has been learned, right? Things can happen. Your arm could get hit. The ball could get up in the air. Those things are going to happen. Again, that ties to the offensive line, and I guess it was kind of getting to, like if I was sitting in Belichick's chair, I would if I'm going to spend money on something, I would try and go buy the best offensive line that money could buy, and I would also probably look at Cole Strange as like, hey, watch what these guys do. You'll be rotated in. Because if you can get that line in there, then it's going to give Mac Jones time. It's going to give his ability for his, his, his impressive. He throws a great finesse ball. He really does. He could drop it in the basket as as well as some of the guys who are well-established, right? If you said, who drops a ball in the basket better, Joe Burrow or Mac Jones? I said, if both of them are given the same equal time and equal weapons or similar weapons, I wouldn't say that you would see this big drop-off to Mac Jones. Now, you're talking about bullet passes and tight windows and stuff like that. That goes to Joe Burrow. But in terms of what Mac Jones has the ability to do, you know, I think it just starts with an offensive line. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. Here's Ty Law yesterday on WEEI talking about all this about Belichick and his ability to still really manage this team. It ain't going to be no Mr. Kraft going to walk into his office and be like, <laughs> you know what, Bill, you just ain't it no more. Come on, man, you got to have a talent. You got to be able to go out there and spend some money and he's still a great coach, but I don't care how good you, as a coach, you got to have some players. The coach can't go out there and, and get this first down. He can't make you execute the play. He, he has to facilitate the team and put the best people out there in the field, and unless you got some guys that can go out there and actually play, it don't make a difference. You're not going to win, so you got to go get some more players. There's no doubt in my mind that Coach Belichick is still coach. Just like uh, you know, Tom Brady, give him some weapons. He can still play, even though he's he, he, 89 years old. He can still play. Well, guess what? He's starting to look more his age because the people surrounding him are not that good. That's just the way it is. Yeah, well, I mean, what Brady has, like if you said, okay, 
If you took those receivers from Tampa and put them on the Patriots, what would you say the Patriots record would be? I'd say, uh, maybe they might be like, they'd have 10 wins. <laughs> they wouldn't be hovering around 500. I'll they wouldn't be around 500. So, like, those weapons that Tom has are impressive. He just has no running game. And that that goes back to what I've been saying all along. If you're going to go with the old-school, traditional, stand-up-in-the-pocket quarterback, the running game has to set up the passing game because play action will force the defense to either move forward or freeze to give your receivers an extra step and separation. Right, But if there's no running game happening, then the defense is going to be able to be step-by-step with you and not miss a beat and can embarrass you. And I'll give you a great example. If there's a is the, if there's a comparable situation, what Mac Jones can be, and if it's built correctly around him, this is what it will look like. Um, the Chiefs teams of the mid two thousands. This would be Trent Green as the quarterback, Priest Holmes as your running back. I think Jamal Charles is your second back, but this is before Jamal Charles would be a star. Larry Johnson also. Larry Johnson would be in that mix. Yeah, Larry John. This would be during the Priest Holmes, Larry Johnson, Jamal Charles. Trilogy, as you would call it. You can't remember any of the receivers. I think Derek Dwayne Bowe was a receiver. We're not talking about someone who's who's going to be getting votes 50 years after eligibility, right, for the Hall. So they had no receivers. They had a very good defense. They had a very strong tight end. But they had the best offensive line in the league. So if you've got a great offensive line, you know you've got runners back there, and you don't know what Harris's future looks like because these injuries seem to be more consistent now. But you know that you have Stevenson. You know that he can catch out of the backfield. Maybe Harris, too, Kevin Harris, that is, or Pierre Strong develop into those other fill-in backs that you may need. You don't need to spend a whole lot of money on outside receivers. You, you, John o. Smith is not going to be your, your, your everything tight end. But then you work from there. Then when you do play action, whoever your receivers are, like Kendrick Bourne doesn't miss his targets. Like he was targeted five times, caught all of his passes. Like Kendrick Bourne has one of the highest catch rates in the in in, in the league, percentage wise. When 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 you play him, right? So when you have guys like that, then suddenly that one step of separation make them look like unstoppable. But that's because of a great line and a great running game. That allows for the play action. That's why with Mac being shotgun, as you heard Olofsky talk about all the time, like what play action, like even when I play Madden, like the, the, even the AI knows like, man, don't be scared of this dude's play action. <laughs> no, nobody's, nobody's rushing towards the line. They're all standing next to each other. There's also a meme going out there after the Monday night game that uh, Patricia was using Madden as his playbook. <laughs> and it showed the the halfback slip screen as like yeah, every single ex- play. Exactly. Um, What's the one? Uh, what he's doing? He's calling the audible, and he's hitting the uh, the right joystick on the. He's he's calling the audible on his running back. Hey, just run out in the flat, just <laughs> flats. You know, halfback screen. You know, so I mean, that's something that I think moving forward, where it fits Belichick's wheelhouse, where he's not going to just lay out money for a bunch of superstars and try and make this the all star team, but at the same time, you're going to have to commit to something that is the core of a football offensive identity. It's either going to be an incredible offensive line you go and buy and match that with the running game that you already kind of have, and then you don't really have to worry about like star receivers on the outside. Tight end, you may readdress that position with Hunter Henry uh, with Hunter Henry if you want to move forward with him. If you think there's still more juice on that, on, on those legs, that's something you look at. But 
it, it, it all starts with the running game and the ability to do play action. If the play action isn't believable, then the run game becomes stagnant, which is has which has happened a little bit. The pass game can't really get vertical, which has been the whole thing for the last two, three weeks. All right, KJ Late Night here on WEEI. We wrap up the show next. Thank you so much for hanging out. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Josh Bailey must score. He misses. Boston is 16 and 0 when scoring first. 15 and 0 when leading after one. 15 and 0 when leading after two. 15 0 and one at home. Running on empty. They found. Away with fumes. Late, late night, W-E-E-I. It's KJ. Thank you so much for spending the last hour or so here on the show. Uh, remember, you can always listen to the show in replay. Odyssey app is free. Just type in W-E-E-I 93.7, and you can listen to shows. You can go to different chapters. Uh, we talk about Red Sox, Celtics, Patriots in terms of like the whole process of how people seem to be coming at Belichick through the the just madness of what the offense is right now. Um, Bruins, that was a huge win last night. And, and the reason being is because where it feels like as a fan, the Bruins are running away with it. Uh-uh. <laughs> the Maple Leafs are 9-0 in one in their last 10 and one four straight. And are only three points black. Only three points back. Yeah, and the Islanders—that's like a potential pre- playoff preview. I know it's still early, but if you I, if I you would, can win those games, that that's important. So, well, here's the thing. So, I think back to last season where I did a couple of song parodies, and you can also hear the lost Red Sox parody about the the lack of free agents. The Red Sox get no free action. Free agent action. You can hear that as well on, on the replay. I remember I did one parody making fun of the Maple Leafs last year. And when I did, they went on a run, and I will never make another one making fun of the Maple Leafs. It was to rock and roll, ain't noise pollution, but it's called Maple Leafs have always always, uh, been losers. Um, uh, They haven't won anything unless you're over 55, right? Like that's, yeah, I made fun of Toronto, and look what happened. They ran on a run. They went on a run last year. And then, of course, when Jake DeBrus looked like that, he wanted to leave last year. And then suddenly got back in there and just started going off, and he, was, he scored that first goal last night in the uh, penalty shootout. Um, <laughs> it was to outcast Rosa Parks in his call. Uh-huh. <laughs> Guess what's up? Look who's on the ice. It's Jake DeBrusque, right? Like Because, like, oh, suddenly he's out there again. So 
if there's one concern I would have with the Bruins as the season moves on is they are an age team, and at what point does that streak of just greatness that's been happening all season, I, nothing lasts forever. But at the same time, like the Maple Leafs just to show up just like that, even Toronto, uh, even Tampa has turned some things around. Um, and even the Devils, you know, they just continue to cruise. They, they, they just aren't necessarily cruising either because the, the, the Hurricanes are right behind them. How far of a drop in your mind would you like then start to panic for the Bruins? Like, would that be like falling out of the top seed in the East or like back to the wild card picture? Well, it all depends on who's behind them, right? Because would you want it to come down to the Bruins and Maple Leafs as a final? As a as a, as a final, it's like like I would I would not want Toronto or Tampa or Carolina to be one of those teams that you have to touch. I think the Devils, while they're exciting, you just don't know, right? But the Hurricanes, just a tough team, and I, I always joke about like hockey in, in the South is almost kind of like because I think isn't next year. They're having the the winter classic outside in Raleigh. Like it might be it might be sixty degrees that day. <laughs> like what are you what are you doing? So look, if if there was a drop off where they drop to the four seed, I would be concerned. If they drop down to four, that's where my concern would be because definitely either in an immediate round they would be playing the top seed, and that you could be looking at the Hurricanes. You know that that would be tough, or if you know, in, in, let's just say they advance through that, then their next per, they're playing at either two or three seed. So one two they have to finish, one two. So that way at least they can control as much as they can control up to the finals. Yeah, they right? at least get home ice. Right. So you know that's you know again I'm not wishing anything negative on them at all. I mean this has just been an incredible season for what I think is kind of like the last ride for these guys. And it's it's just been it's just been an incredible feeling, but I did I just never saw these other teams. Just I just thought there would just start to be some serious separation happening right now, and it's not. Leafs are right there. Tampa's right there. Hurricanes are in the mix. The Penguins are on fire. They've won six in a row. Devils are now starting to come to earth. They've lost three straight. So, I mean, this is I mean, I, usually for me, hockey picks up around the first of the year, but I think. Well, the first of the year is like three weeks away, so it's picking up a little bit earlier, and that's good. Have a great Wednesday night. Remember, at WEEI at Twitter, at KJ Carson on Twitter. Joe, thank you again for your hard work. I will talk to you again next Tuesday. Go Patriots Monday night. I I, I think they got a win, and they got they got a win in them. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 